We pulled up her request and she's got right now how many? A lot. You need to be just confident to go and meet girls on the street. Well, what do you think, baby? Do looks matter? Looks matter. Some girls like bold guys. Do you get turned on if a woman has a sexy job? There's a lot of girls who, who don't give a shit. Like my wife, she doesn't care that I'm 17 years older than her. She actually finds that attractive. If the guy comes to me on the street, I don't know who he is, right? I don't know anything about him. All I know, I will see he's confident or I will see that he has no confidence. Instagram is dating and I'll put myself in her phone and I'll follow myself. Welcome to the Inner Confidence Podcast, where we bring you men's dating and lifestyle advice that doesn't suck. I'm your host, Robbie Kramer, a former collegiate golfer turned poker pro turned finance guy who became obsessed with learning about male-female attraction and dynamics and passionate about teaching men how to improve and optimize their love life. Tune in each week and we'll bring you the latest and greatest strategies on how to get more dates, how to build a thriving social circle that brings the best men and women into your life, how to become a better networker, and how to design a lifestyle that makes all your buddies jealous. If you're new to the show, I recommend you download my first date protocol. It's the best piece of content I have. It'll help you optimize your first date and subsequent dates. And I like to connect with my listeners personally. So if you want to grab a copy of that, please send me a direct message on Instagram. I'm at Robbie underscore Kramer. Now let's dive into this week's content. Yeah, my personal opinion that you are right and it's really hard and a lot of guys, uh, they're thinking if they will sign up for coaching and they will be able to get immediately nice and tense, they will throw parties and everything, right? But to get there, you need to do so much work and initially you need to be just confident to go and meet girls on the street, right? You need to do so many approaches get more confident and not just meet girls you need to meet cool guys right because to throw party and um have like a good social circle you need to have a cool guys right because cool guys create amazing energy and when girls come right and they see all those cool guys they want to hang out with the war and they will invite more girls and that's how you can meet some we can make the analogy that a social circle that's really pumping and producing consistent, high quality new people, like coming into your life, both high quality uh, women and men, that's kind of like having a really successful business that's producing cash flow, right? Every week, every month. Um, and just kind of like sustaining that, you know, all the benefits that the cash flow would bring to you. And of course, setting up a business like that is not easy. It's really difficult, right? And the people who are able to do that enjoy the fruits of their labor to a ridiculous degree, right? If you can build a business that brings in consistent money, like you can kind of like, you know, make your own schedule, stop living paycheck to paycheck, stop trading your time for money. And the same thing is true with dating. If you can create a social circle that brings amazing women into your life, you can stop approaching, you can stop using online dating, you can kind of stop the traditional, you know, lead generation strategies that we all have to do to get there. But you can't start there, right? You can't just snap your fingers and have a successful business or have a successful social circle. And you know, it's really common to hear guys on the internet talking about like, oh yeah, it's easy, fast, and payless and quick because they want to sell their services and it's bullshit, right? It's uh, That's not how the world works. It's like to build anything, what looks like an overnight success, you don't see the thousands of hours, 10,000s of hours of time invested to make that happen. So anyone who says it's easy is is trying to sell you something. It's not easy, but it is extremely valuable once you can build it. And the process of building it, right? It's like enjoy, enjoy the journey of building it because the destination's great too. But the journey, that whole process is one of the most like transformational processes a guy could go through because what requires 
you to do that is you need to transform yourself into a high value guy. And doing that requires facing rejection. It requires learning where you're socially, you know, a little bit not up to par. Um, you, you've got to really take a, a look under the hood at what you're doing, the mistakes you're making, how to improve on those mistakes. Um, everything from your fashion to your body language to your conversation skills, just your social skills in general, networking, right? So there's so much that goes into it. What you said is accurate. It's not easy, but the road to getting there has, for me, has been the most impactful thing I've ever done in my life, right? And that started with me approaching women on the street and facing rejection. Because, uh, you know, to build that social circle, you still need to find your leads from somewhere, right? Like either need to meet women through online dating, through the social circle you currently have, through day game, through meeting women at night, you know, night game you want to say. So the, you know, at, at the end of the day, yeah, you have this amazing pumping social circle where you got nines and tens and cool people and celebrities rolling through, but it all starts with humble beginnings. And I'm happy to dive into the sort of the step-by-step because -step, that's, that's the part I think where guys, guys realize like, okay, there's this destination where I need to be but there's this huge path and that's overwhelming and that's annoying or that seems like it's going to cost a lot of money. Um, and everyone has their own sort of personal hangup. So happy to address any of those things as well. Well, what do you think, baby? Do looks matter? Looks matter. Uh, and actually a lot like of- When you see a guy, what, for, what, what goes through your head? You judge the look and it's not about even like a guy being handsome or not. It's about is this guy attractive to you? Because all girls, no matter what they say, they immediately know would they have sex with the guy or not when he, they see the guy first. That's why like when you see attractive guy, you, you like him, but it's, it's not about is he bold or not, you know? Well, when you say attractive, what do you mean in particular? All girls have different types, you know, like I like older guys like you. No, I mean, we have 17 years old different. I'm 40. I look, uh, I look <laughs> Yeah. Um, 24. Oh, 24. <laughs> <laughs> I can't accept. <laughs> but 24. Yeah. And I mean, some girls like my age, they like or, like hype models. Like everyone has different tastes. And if you see guys, a guy and he's like, you like him, it's great. That's why like if, if some girls like bold guys, you know, and she will see you and she'll be like, oh my God, I want to have sex with this guy. Well, let me, let me add my two cents. So, and translate that a little bit. So, <laughs> woman translator. Whenever you, whenever you kind of use one of these statements, does looks matter, does money matter, right? It's, that's such a complicated thing that like any one single answer, yes or no, is going to miss the mark, right? Because there's so many other factors. Like the, the thing that women are most attracted to in a man is power and status, right? So if you can show that you're a powerful man of status, doesn't matter really what you look like because they're going to be more attracted to you than, than your physical appearance, right? Men don't care about status, right? We don't care about a woman's status. Like, do you get turned on if a woman has a, has a sexy job? Like if she's a, we don't give a shit, right? <laughs> Well, it just goes into evolutionary biology, right? Like women are attracted to a powerful man because he can protect their offspring and, and you know, give them a, a comfortable, safe life. And we're, we're programmed from, you know, hundreds of thousands of years ago, these like caveman instincts, which don't really pertain to modern day living, but it's still in there. Like our, our biology hasn't caught up with modern day life. 
right? And as men, we're attracted to like primarily physical, who's going to give us offspring that are healthy and those sort of biological triggers that evolutionary psychology, right? But when it comes to something like shaving your head, right? My whole reason was like, listen, you've got a balding head, which shows that like, it shows it shows you're a bit older, right? So it's going to trigger those sort of feelings in girls. And if you, there's a lot of girls who who don't give a shit. Like my wife, she doesn't care that I'm you know 17 years older than her, and she actually finds that attractive. Mm-hmm. But if you have the option between balding or bald, right? Bald is a choice. Yeah, that takes work. You got to shave it, right? Or you got to get a hair transplant if you want something up there. Um, and I had a transplant, I'll admit, because for me, and actually when I did shave my head and I was totally bald, I thought I looked pretty good. I thought I looked masculine and, and not bad, but I just really like having hair. And, um, you know, my dad's a dermatologist and I was able to get a deal. And and I, I just love, I, I love the feeling of having hair. So I'm like, that's something I'm willing to invest in because it makes me feel good. The point is like women are going to respond to your confidence. So if you feel good with how you look in the mirror, they're going to feel that, right? Versus if if you're like, clearly not taking care of yourself or doing something that will signal that you're not high status or that you're not, you know, a man who can put an outfit together or who cares about its appearance. Those things are all going to make a you know negative impact on your first impression. When I say that men should be attractive, right? I, I didn't say that he should be handsome. Like, I don't care about this because he, he's right. The status attracts uh, women. And for me, what's most import- important, it's that the guys don't seem thirsty because when they're thirsty, you can read it immediately and you're turned off. You won't even speak to them. They're like, they're Treble texting, they're like, so, oh, I will help you, what do you need, let's go there, let's do this, please, please, here, here. Like, you're like, oh my god, no, fuck off. You know, you need to lie. Like, you see that he is busy, you see he has his own life, he has his business or something else, he has friends. But we're talking about first impression, though, like, when you first see a guy, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, all, all of what you said is, is, I think, very much accurate. And also, it's like, I don't think you know for sure you want to sleep with them. I think you know for sure if you don't want to sleep with someone. Yeah. Right? Like, you're not going to see a guy. And it's, you might see a guy and be like, boo, he's hot. I would consider sleeping with him. Right? Obviously, to make that decision, you're going to need a lot more data points. No, of course. And, it, you know, unless you're just like really horny that night and, you know, it's all, all of the, <laughs> right, all of the biology that's happening, you know, you're you're like... <laughs> it's that time of the month and and it's like you're just you're, you're looking for like the first guy to fuck but most girls don't operate like that right most- no but it's not about like you you all fucking the same day it's about in for future you see him and you're attracted to him you know obviously like you can when there is some creep guys you will know immediately that you will never have anything with that person i agree i think for someone to reach a certain level of success right? They've done the hard work to like achieve that result, which is both the internal piece, the mindset, inner game, you could say, and the external stuff, like everything you have to do, right? So for someone to amass a fortune and then lose it, the odds of that person amassing another fortune are very, very high. You see it all the time, right? Like if I I know that I could completely like, you know, decimate my social circle, move to a different country and 
rebuild one very easily because I've, I've done that before, right? It's a, a path that I've already walked. So if a woman, like if, if Maria left me because, you know, X, Y, Z happened. Because I found the older guy. <laughs> well, if, if suddenly my status decreased, because we're talking about a life event where your status essentially goes down, right? You lose all your money, you lose your, your circle, you lose your business, whatever, right? Like in the short run, that's probably going to be a challenge, right? For any, for any man or for any relationship. But if the woman is, I think, truly in love, she'll stick around because she knows that he's got the characteristics to, to rebuild it in a better way, right? If she didn't really love him and she was just in it for the money or in it for the short-term benefits and those benefits go away, then, you know, and she goes away too, that's how you know that there wasn't really anything there in the first place. And I think it's good because you won't be, so we won't stuck with the person till the end of your life. It does matter in different way because if the guy comes to me on the street, right, and meet me and I don't know who he is, right, I don't know anything about him, all I know is I will see his confidence or I will see that he has no confidence and it's how I judge him, right? Maybe I like his look. He was really confident. He liked me and I like I like what I saw and I will agree to go, right? And after if you have feelings, you have feelings, you can change it. But obviously, if you make some amount of money, right? I make money. I don't want my man like make less money than me because right i have my lifestyle and i want us to share at least the same lifestyle or i want us in the future have even like higher lifestyle right that's i don't want to go down and if he earns the same amount of money with me it's fine so uh, i i think what would happen in that situation is you know you'd give this guy your instagram and you would then judge him against the competition yeah. Right. Yeah. And as time goes on, maybe you go on a date with him and then you find out he works at McDonald's and then you go on a date with another guy who's got basically all the same characteristics, mm -hmm. but he's a CEO of a fintech company, right? You're probably going to choose the fintech guy when all of the things are equal. Now, if this McDonald's worker gives you like the most mind blowing orgasms of your life that you've never experienced before, okay. now you got a tough decision to make, right? Yeah. So... <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I don't think you need to tell her. I think she's just going to do it anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's a beautiful woman. She's already trained. It's already inside. You don't need to even, like, think about this. You're testing them already. Because they have to. They Women have to develop the skill of weeding out men at a very early age. Because the second they're beautiful, they start getting an insane amount of attention. This will happen at, like, 13, 14 years old. Mm -hmm. And when you're getting bombarded with that attention, the only way to tell, you know, who's legit, who's worth your time is to develop these, you know, mechanisms to, to give these guys tests to see. So, you know, beautiful women, by the time they're 18, 19, you know, they're, they, they've got this bitch shield up, they're, they're icy cold, a lot of them, and like, they're just like walking shit testers. Um, and guys think like, oh my God, she's shit testing me. That's bad. It's like, no, that's good. Yeah. If she's not testing you, she's not attracted to you. She's already decided that you're not worth it. It depends on the, the situation, I think. If some, I don't think you can notice women, it even a lot of the times. Yeah, you might just be so good at passing shit tests, they might not even register to you. Because the best way to pass most shit tests is to just kind of laugh it off or, or pretend like that nothing even happened. 
The other thing too that could be happening is women might notice that like, okay, this guy's very high status. I don't need to test that, right? I might need to test something else that I'm you know, trying to gather information on. But all this is happening on a very unconscious level, right? Like if a woman walks into my social circle and she, you know, let's say I'm single and I'm hosting a big party. We've got a bunch of, you know, Playboy models there and she knows it's my party. She's probably not going to shit test me because I already have so much status that if she tries to shit test me, I'm just going to like ignore her and walk away. Let's say she comes over and she's like, oh, look at you. You're such a Playboy, right? I, I would just be like, okay. If she's flirting and teasing, that's great, right? I, that wouldn't really be what I would kind of consider a test. A test is usually... A test is usually where they, they need to try to figure out if you're high status or not, right? Or if you're a certain way that they're trying to avoid, right? Like if she's, if she's really dead set on finding a husband and having children very soon, she's going to test guys to see how much of a player they are, right? So if she's on a date with you and she notices that you're well-dressed and you seem to be very smooth, she might be like, you know, she might test you on the back that you're, that you're like a, a player, Right. And she's like, oh, look at you. You're such a player. Right. And she's trying to figure out if you really are. And if you start saying like, oh, no, I'm not a player. I'm a good dude. Blah, blah, blah. blah. You failed the tap. Yeah. Versus if you're just like, yeah, I had sex with like 12 women before we met today. Which is a great way to pass any test is you exaggerate and certify the answer. Yes. And which is a, you know, kind of an improv technique. Right. So then she's like, okay, yeah, he is a player, but he doesn't care. So. Okay. Like okay. <laughs> <all I> <laughs> Totally. I mean, authenticity, especially now, is kind of a pivotal time for authenticity because what we've seen, especially on social media and dating is like Instagram is dating, right? In Instagram is everything that's kind of social. Um, and what we're seeing on Instagram is a trend away from the like, look how cool I am. Look at the awesome shit I do because it's easy to fake that stuff. They literally have like setups where you could go and make it look like you're getting on a private jet and get Instagram videos and photos when you're not. It's just purely for, for people are understanding that that's happening so much. It's becoming not that cool. And what is becoming cool is people who are authentic and can post content that shows that authenticity and that shows that character and that humor and that humanness, right? And when you can do that, you're now resonating like at a higher frequency and level than the rest of those people who are just like, look at me, look at me trying to brag. Um, and Instagram, in my opinion, is like an essential dating tool, right? Like if you're not on Instagram, you are kind of like out of the dating game. It's, it's that primary tool that women use to message guys back and forth. If you're trying to, you know, date casually, which every guy should spin plates, right? Spin a lot of plates and then pick the best one is kind of the idea. But if you're not using Instagram to, to show that lifestyle and to show that authentic version of you, you're operating with one hand behind your back. Yeah, I just wanted to go back for a second and say what make uh, guys to pass the shit test. It's to be yourself and not pretend, right? Because a lot of guys, they'll pretend to be whatever the girl want till they fuck her. And after they're like, okay, I'm not, not actually that guy because I already won you. Yeah, we had sex. And it's it's really bad. That's why girls have all those shit tests because there are a lot of guys who will pretend and say like everything that the girls want to hear. 
Does it to be yourself? Like when I met Robbie, right? He was a total fuckboy. He had all these parties, tons of girls, and he wasn't changing for me. You know, he would invite, invite me on parties when he like making out with three girls. And there is his ex girlfriend is crying and looking at this because she wants to get back together. And I, and I was just like, uh, oh my God, I'm like, okay, bye, I'm going home. Right. But he wasn't pretending and I, and I still was attracted, even though I was like hating him. Who is that guy? Fuck him. But at the same time, I was like, I'm going to like him. I don't know. Right. But after when I like showed him what I want, right, because I wanted to get married, be in monogamy relationship and other stuff like that wasn't interesting for me. And when he saw that and he understood that, like, if he really likes me, you know, there is like no way that he can continue that lifestyle right and we get together now we're in monogamous relationship right but it went through the things that he was never pretending and i knew who he was before and he wasn't hiding it we're talking about a lot of theoretical things which is super important and if you have any questions about like more so or like uh more so tactical things or very like concrete what can i do today to improve my confidence what can i do today to improve my social life my dating life my options Happy to go into any of that stuff as well, because um, I'm a huge believer in the fact that we need those concrete, you know, building blocks. Otherwise, like, where do we get? Like, having all the theory without application doesn't really do a whole lot of good. You know, what, anytime you're trying to choose a mentor or a coach, it's so important to choose or a therapist. Um, it's so important to choose somebody that you can relate to. That's kind of walked the same sort of life journey. Um, funny story that recently happened is um, my sister was in a very long relationship with a great guy and you know, they'd been together for like 10 years and she was like, you know, put a ring on it or else I'm going to go find someone who wants to. And he started, you know, they were both going to therapy and then he started going to a therapist and the therapist he chose was like a 32 year old, you know, woman who was just out of like therapy school who was not interested in, you know, like monogamy or, or long-term relationships. And he was taking advice from her on what to do. And he ended up like, you know, not committing to my sister. My sister walked away and now he's desperately trying to get her back because he realized he made a huge mistake. And he's like, I'm so stupid. Why did I take advice from this therapist who does not, cannot relate to whatsoever. And it's like, you see the, the, the like bonehead mistakes happen all the time. And, um, you know, it, it's so important, like which mentors you choose. I, I, I had one therapy session by the, you know, I've gone to many therapists, but like up until I was about 30, 31 years old, I had never been to a therapist. And I was confronted with a decision where I was dating this girl. I really liked her, thought she was, you know, wife material, but I, I didn't feel like I was ready. So I was doing some research. I'm like, okay, I need to find a therapist who is like really good with girls, who's had like a, you know, a lot of success in the past, a very sexual sort of person, because that was, you know, what I was dealing with. Um, and I found this amazing guy. He was like a 50, 55 year old dude, New York City. Um, and within like, I walked in, he asked me a bunch of questions about my past. And he's like, Robbie, you're an athlete. Your game is, you know, meeting women and you're not ready to retire. So you can do what Michael Jordan did. You can try to retire before you're ready, but you're going to want to go back off the bench and play. And that's not going to be good for you or good for the girl. Like, holy shit, that is amazing advice. Because it's exactly how I felt. Um, and, you know, I broke off that relationship. I wasn't ready. And then eight years later, you know, when I was 38, I was. But, you know, I did a ton of legwork on choosing him 
because I knew he was qualified to give me advice. So my advice is, well, if, if you've been talking for seven and a half minutes and you know she likes you, just get the number. And after you get the number, right? Be like, okay, let me grab your number. You're putting the number in the phone, right? And then as you finish, be like, actually, I don't even know why I just asked you for your number. I'm like primarily messaging, doing everything through Instagram. I'm guessing you have Instagram. You're not living under a rock, right? And she'll be like, yeah. I'll be like, all right, give me your phone easier for me to type it in and I'll put myself in her phone and I'll follow myself. If it was a shorter interaction, like maybe you met her on the sidewalk, right? And you like, one of my favorite things to teach is just like an elevator pitch sidewalk approach, right? See a cute girl on the sidewalk, run over. Hey, not to be that creepy guy that like hits on you on the sidewalk, but I got to be that creepy guy. I'm Robbie. Looks like you're in a rush. I'm late to a meeting. How about this? Give me your number. If you don't like me, give me a fake one, right? That's it. <laughs> that's all pitch, right like so i'm typing the number in my phone get the number and then as i finish i'm like i don't know why i just asked you for your number i'm always on ig i'm sure you're on ig let, let, let's trade igs instead right and then i'll be like let me let me enter it in i enter it in follow myself the fake number line is hilarious the whole give me your number if you don't like me you get a fake one that's that's a situation in an interaction that can cause some tension Right. And you want to always like build tension and then release tension. That's, that's how like, you know, attraction works. So in that situation where it's a little bit awkward to ask someone for their number and you use a fake number line, it releases that awkwardness with that laugh and it's going to build attraction in that, you know, in that situation. It's great. It's, I love that, that line, but it does, it's not funny to say, give me your Instagram. If you don't like me, give me a fake one. Yeah. And because it's you're playing on that whole social thing of like a fake number right you're that that's the whole joke um so in a situation maybe the first situation where you know you've been talking to the girl for a long time and you already know she's into you blah blah, blah. maybe you, you don't even get the number maybe you're just like are, are you more on ig or are you more of a texter and she'll say oh i'm on ig and so you, you trade igs right you follow yourself can i give my perspective about instagram uh, why why is Instagram more important for a girl perspective? It's when you meet someone outside, right? And you change your numbers or Instagrams, right? You don't know that guy. Maybe he's a serial killer. And all girls, trust me, it can be hilarious for you guys, but it's true. All girls are thinking, is he's a normal guy? Like, what is he doing? Maybe he's a serial killer, right? And when he gives, uh, when you exchange Instagrams, you can go to his Instagram, you can see he tags some friends, you can go to those friends, you see it's real people, you see that everything, you can see his social circle, maybe he posts something from his work, he travels, there he posts his, I don't know, little niece. or yeah, You can tell he's not a weirdo. You can tell he's a serial killer, and that's why you will go out with him. But the, the, the real beauty of having the Instagram is it allows you to build attraction without showing direct interest, right? If I post a story of me doing something cool and interesting and or authentic that we were talking about earlier, she's going to see that. And if she likes it, well, now I know that she probably likes me. If she's consistently liking all my posts, well, now I know I can ask her out. She's probably going to say yes. Versus if I'm just texting with a girl back and forth, she doesn't see what I'm doing. I don't have any of that information. And I'm operating like very inefficiently. Yeah, if she doesn't follow you back, that's typically a, a signal that maybe there's not a lot of interest there, or maybe she just got really busy and forgot about it or something. It's me. 
I don't follow and some some of my friends because a lot of people follow me all the time and I don't even like see and after they can tell me, oh my God, you didn't follow me for like three months already and they will be upset and they will say, sorry, I didn't even see, they will follow you right now. But you do look at all of your DMs, right? Not like once a week. Okay, but you do you, do you look at all of them or not? No, sometimes I just look in like few of them. And so I've this is kind of an interesting thing because I know some girls that will literally look at all of their DMs and some who who won't. And this is obviously very attractive women who are getting a shitload of DMs. Um, so if you still send her a message, there's a decent chance she'll look at the DM and open it, right? No, I mean, when I was single, I would look to all of them. Now I'm married, I okay. don't look. Larry. I would look all the requests because it's just interesting, you know, who is writing you. And it can be like so many messages, you know, but you know, you just, you will go. And sometimes when people, you like start speaking to them, like some guys and they kind of creepy, I will put them to general and I will never, and I never go to general. I never respond to anyone. That's why like when I speak so with someone and the person is creepy or annoying, I will put the person to the general. We pulled up her request and she's got right now, how many? What? A lot. I'm but lie, but like, if I think when girls are single and they're, you know, they're they're looking to date, more often than not, they're gonna check, right? That Definitely. that folder. So yeah, if you have the opportunity to like put your IG in her phone and follow yourself back, that's better. You can't always do it, right? But I mean, that's why you need a lot of leads, right? Yeah, that's why you should be meeting a lot of women all the time. So. You know, when one of them doesn't work out, it's like, you don't even remember. You don't even care. Yeah. If she doesn't respond, because a lot of girls, they wouldn't even see the message. It happens. She got like hundred messages a day. You know, she couldn't, she didn't have time to went through all of them. She went through like first 50, she responds some of them and she forgot about the other ones. If she responds to the message, I might, right? If we have a dialogue going. Especially if she's private and I have to follow her to see her stuff, mm -hmm. then I'll follow her. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if she's messaging me, um, and I don't think it's super important that I follow her. A lot of people have those those tracking, you know, apps that tell you like who's following you and who's not. Um, yeah, I have it, and I always unfollow people who unfollows me. And I and I hate them. I was like, why did you unfollow me? You don't like me? Okay, fuck you, bitch. Unfollow. <laughs> I actually have really, really old app that doesn't exist anymore, but it still works on my phone and it's absolutely free and it's amazing. It's yeah, funny. all of those apps are so glitchy and scammy. Like, I mean, better from an inner game perspective, it's better to not even give a shit. Yeah. Right. Life is short, right? Like, just focus on putting high quality content out there and the right people will follow you. My whole thing on Instagram is I want to be a content producer, not a consumer. Every minute I spend on Instagram looking at other people's stuff makes me feel worse. I don't know why, but it's like... No, because everyone is pretending to show better life and you're like, oh my God, their life is better. They have ba more bags. They have more trips. They have that. And you feel that you're like, shit. I, I never look at the discovery or the search on Instagram. I only watch stories of the people I know and the people I follow that have good content. Right, I follow all my clients to see the stuff that they're posting to give them feedback. Obviously, my friends and family, but I'm not looking on that discovery page or yeah, any of that. I'm, I'm only on Instagram to do that, but I'm mainly on to post my own stuff.
or if you're interested in any sort of coaching, um, you can just go to innerconfidence.com. Find the podcast there, find everything there, even if you want to work with Maria to improve your social media and, and fashion. My help base was Instagram and fashion. Yeah. Happy to help. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you're new to the show and digging our content, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you listen or watch. But if you're not really digging it, go ahead, just don't leave us any review at all. That'd be great. If you're feeling a little bit stuck or you just want to optimize and step up your game, we've opened up a few spots in our Inner Confidence community. We're accepting applications if you want to join our select group of men and experience the radical power of accountability, cross everything off your sexual bucket list, and just become a beast who gets more stuff done. To learn more and apply, go to start.innerconfidence.com.